everybody, welcome to M-Class Email, the, the podcast where we read your emails. Pretty Hi, self-explanatory, you probably should have known that already. Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> you jumped me! Sorry, let's go already! <laughs> Alright, I was being a double dumbass. I'm Could Jeff. A double dumbass. Hi, I'm Josh. And uh, this time around, we've got some pretty dope emails from some... Not like last people. time when we didn't have to. Last time we had some fucking clairvoyant emails where that everybody was so talked weird. about what we talked about. That was really fucking me up, dude. That happened again to me the other day. What was I... I forget what it is, but I, we were talking about something. It wasn't you and me. Somebody else and I. And then, like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, wow, that's so weird. Uh, that was the best story I ever told on this show. <laughs> and then I found five dollars. I didn't. I didn't find five dollars. Oh, that would have been a good ending. You can send me five dollars on Patreon, though. Yeah, you can go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast and give us five dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it, and then you'll get this episode the same time as the other one. Our first email of the night is from Coid. Perry. Oh, this fuck. Who says, hey guys, it's me again. The D.B. Cooper of every podcast Josh has ever been on. <laughs> the D.B. Cooper of every podcast. I'm not sure if Coyd knows who D.B. Cooper is. Yeah, D.B. Cooper like robbed a plane and jumped out of it and disappeared. And he never was seen again. Like, yeah. nobody even thinks he's real. Like, nobody even knows. They found Just, a bunch of money on a rock and they are like, d- that's all they found. Does Do people not think Coyd is real? I don't know. I know he's real. I gotta deal with him. <laughs> uh, here's a pitch it or ditch it, or two or three. Just oh my like, god. Just like comedic beats or celebrity deaths, it's always in threes. Uh, I'm going to be reading one of these. <laughs> what, what amazing insight, Coid. Because they're kind of long. <laughs> um, in celebration of the impending Satan's collection, here's my take. A mysterious stranger shows up on DS9, granting people's wishes for a price. Their souls. (laughs) Shit, it is Satan. This is the future, so people don't really believe in souls, resulting in a lot of fulfilled wishes. Mm -hmm. Odo goes to investigate and tells the mysterious stranger to get the fuck off the station before he goes all Mr. Fantastic on his ass. (laughs) When he offers Odo something he can't resist, a normal face. Oh, fuck, man. Being that Odo doesn't have a soul and has nothing to lose, he quickly accepts the offer. Nothing happens, and he kicks the stranger off the station. (laughs) What? In the morning, Odo awakens to find that he is in normal face, and excitedly goes to show the rest of his crew. Much to his disdain, everyone laughs at his new face and does not take him seriously. Why would they do that? Sisko even says, Constable, what's wrong with your fucking face? (laughs) Oh my god. And does now that little laugh and clap thing he does. Now I know why they would do that. Does that little laugh at the I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Odo goes to find the stranger and have him turn his face back to its featureless blobby glory that everyone respects, only to remember that he kicked the dude off the station the night before. Oh, uh, foolish. He asks around Quarks to see if anyone knows where the stranger was headed, and no one remembers him even being there. (laughs) Except Quark, who says, Uh, yeah, that was my friend Satan. You blew it. (laughs) He never finds the stranger again, and is stuck with his new stupid face for the rest of the series. Moral of the story, don't make a deal with the devil. So there was no reason why his face looks that way. Three celebrities died when you were reading that. Yep. Hopefully three three bad ones, Coid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean I like where you're going I like um, I like where you're going. He has to get his regular face back Because he has his regular face for the rest of the series Yeah it has to fit with the thing I don't know I, I mean I don't know why anyone would laugh at his face Like I don't know why that would be Yeah the problem, have, like a silly clown face the, Yeah the problem should be that his face like Something's wrong with it, or like there's got to be something different about it. That's not right. Like maybe he looks know. like Cisco, but he has a clown nose. Maybe he could just do that, though. It's it's true. Well, he can't mimic a human face very well. But why wouldn't he be able to mimic his other face again? I, I don't know. 
Like, why wouldn't he? Because he made be a deal with Satan, so it it overrides his mimic ability. I'm gonna ditch this story. <laughs> I also, I think we've we've spent a lot of time on this. I'm also going to ditch it. Coid, I I I didn't read your other two, but actually, I'm gonna read one more. Okay. The last one is the sequel to his Halloween episode he did last time where Freddy Krueger's in the holodeck and the same thing happens again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Except uh, Jason Voorhees and Pennywise and a werewolf and a bunch of other stuff happens. I don't remember that, but it sounds familiar. Um, so, an episode of DS9 in which Quark hosts a running man-type game show with members <laughs> of the crew enduring various physical challenges and puzzles. Uh-huh. And, oh, wait, this is already kind of that season one episode with the weird race of people that love board games. Fuck. Uh, okay. It's definitely not like that episode. It's totally different. And Jesse the Body Ventura guest stars as Gull the Body Ventura. <laughs> Because he's already got the neck muscles of a Cardassian. Nice. Also, Data shows up to compete in the game show because I miss Data. Pitch (laughs) this episode, please. My wife and kids depend on the money I get from these pitches being successful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess we gotta pitch it, right? Yeah, I'll pitch that just so your wife and kids can... Yeah, also Data shows up. That's cool. Yeah, anytime Data shows up, I'm happy. So I know for a fact, since I know Coid, that Coid is watching DS9 right now. Yes, obviously. Mike is watching it with him, which makes me feel good, because I made Mike watch Deep Space Nine when Mike oh, lived with me. Man. The circle of life. It's like an STD. Ugh. We Ugh. all get it from Mike. <laughs> I did, like, get into talking about Star Trek by, like, tweeting with Mike, so maybe it's true. Maybe it is true. Oh, my God. Uh, Coid continues. Anyway, love you guys. See you on the next one. Bye, Coid. The actor that plays Mark Twain in Time Zero is Deep Throat from X-Files. And is also the guy from the season one episode that steals all the kids and Wesley from the Enterprise. Lady Guinan! Not to be confused with the Traveler who Deep Throats Wesley. Signed, Coid Grey Wolf Perry, Director of Photography, First and Second Assistant Camera. Oh my god. Uh, Coy, this H- is an email show, not a resume H-T-T-P-S show. HTTPS colon slash slash vimeo.com slash Coyd Perry. Oh my god. Uh, his telephone number is on here as well. You should read it, I don't care. I almost, <laughs> I really was gonna for a second, but... Uh, if you're stupid enough to send us your telephone number... 661-332. You'll figure it out from there. You, got, you can you can try to get it. There's only a couple more iterations. Oh my god. Um, well, we started this one with a bang. Uh, I wanted to point out that uh, Steve Nemzik sent us in an email that had a bunch of ideas for um, shoot oh. the shits in it. Oh fuck yeah! Which is great, and we might be using some of them in the future. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to point this out not because Steve did a no no, but because I want some more suggestions. Yeah, we would like to like congregate all the suggestions we can on the Patreon. Yeah. So if you go to the community tab on the M Class Patreon, you can post things. So if you just post like here are my suggestions for shoot the shit, or here are some movies I'd like to see you guys talk over if you ever fucking do that, we'll do it. <laughs> Or like here's some here's some great Trek related video game content. We would like to see you guys stream uh, if, we, if we ever stay over the five hundred dollar mark. Yeah. We keep hitting the goal and then not hitting it, so we'll fucking see on that one. It's like the dick tip is going in. The double yeah. dick tip is going. It feels in. good for a second, but then, then it, just it goes, goes out, out again. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but he sent us in a ton of those. Uh, he wanted to say. Uh, at the end, though, thanks again for working so damn hard on all the content. I know it's a lot, and there never seems to be enough time in the day. I, for one, couldn't live without M-Class. It's my favorite thing to listen to on those long drives doing charity work. Thank hey, you. did you guys ever think about getting a P.O. box for people to send stuff to? Uh, that would be hard to do, since it's, Jeff and I don't live in the same place. No, we live in different states, so I mean like, we could each get a P.O. box or something? They're kind of expensive. They are kind of expensive, and we're I mean, not they're really not, like, making really that ex- much money yeah, on the they're Patreon not, yet. They're not, like, super expensive, but they're kind of, like, also a pain in the dick. I, I mean, I like P.O. boxes, um, but I don't, I don't Does have Continue one. Does Continue have one? Yeah, we do. 
Uh, I don't think anyone ever looks at it. That's that's bad. <laughs> they probably hate us. Like, like if Josh like, and I ever live anywhere near each other, which may or may not happen sometime in the future, who knows? Yeah, when we get married, finally. Yeah, when we get double married, since I'm already married once. Sorry, Jeff's wife. Don't be a double <laughs> dumbass, Jeff. <laughs> if we get double married, I'll definitely be a double dumbass. <laughs> um, but if we ever live anywhere near each other, we'll like split the difference between us and get a P.O. box somewhere. Yeah. It's uh, it's not like a priority. I yeah, don't who, think. who like so far only one person has ever said they wanted to send us anything. So. Yeah. Although um, Rian, who is like a patron, mm-hmm. she sent us those like little finger puppets. She yeah, sent that me was the cool. little finger puppets. Yeah, those were cool. Which was really cool. I've got them like sitting on my desk right beside me. Actually, that's why I keep moving randomly because whenever you finger puppet me. Whenever you oh, finger dude, me, I'm always finger puppeting you. I uh, know, but I feel it. <laughs> I, I feel it. <laughs> Our next email is from Phantom Thief Goofus, the Goofus, who says, "Ahoy, Trek boys!" Hello. You know, I think we should do it. We haven't done it in a while. Trek boys. Trek boys. <laughs> Big fun of that novel Wharf and Dado we're stuck in here. Hopefully you didn't die in this hurricane. Sorry for dating the podcast. It's like a tropical storm now. It's like just rain now here. Yeah. Hopefully we get more than just some fucking paper towels. Nice. This is not a political podcast. Yeah, leave our (laughs) shittiest president of all time out of this. Yeah. Don't you dare talk about a human fucking shit stain on our country that way. Don't talk about the worst man that's ever lived in the history of men like that. Anyway... Time to go into the desert and take some peyote, and hopefully we can learn something about each other. You don't need to if you watched the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Peyote is pitch it or ditch it, Josh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact, I learned that Boston Sean Dupree, who created Pitch It or Ditch It, uh, Uh fucking hates peyote. He hates it? He hates P-I-O-D-I. Peyote said that way, so I'm gonna keep saying. Oh, peyote! Like, well, I mean, you say peyote. I say peyote, but well, it's peyote is the drug you take. Peyote is (laughs) P-I-O-D-I, the like first letter of each word and pitch it. it. Yeah, keep the fuck up, you double dumbass. I'm sorry. I'm very stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. Uh, we record these episodes back to back. If you couldn't figure that out yet, if you're a Patreon, it doesn't matter. You get them back to back. If you if you become a patron on Patreon for I think five bucks. Yeah. It it might it might be ten, but I think it's five. That's the price of like a cup of coffee in Starbucks. It's a the price month. of a really cheap cup of coffee in Starbucks. Yeah, it's the price of like I don't even think the chais are like when I was there, they were like four fifty or something. Yeah. For a um, grande, which so is yeah. medium. Five bucks a month to support your favorite Trek boys. Buy me a grande chai, soy chai, please. I've never had that. It's delicious. I lo- you would be able to drink it because it's got soy milk in it. Yeah, I can drink regular milk. I just gotta take a pill. Peyote one TNG. We see what everyone does in the holodeck. Picard becomes Hamlet. Data a cool hard-boiled detective. This is kind of cool. Riker recreates the Flintstones opening. I'm going for a 12 short films about Springfield yes, thing here. Yes, yes, yes. Like a Four Rooms, the movie Four Rooms. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch that shit. I'd pitch that. Oh, pitch the fuck out of that. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Peyote 2 on Voyager. Uh, Janeway goes back Ditch in it. time. And tr- <laughs> Janeway goes back in time and tries to get herself not to do this dumb bullshit mission. It fails because it turns out that the reason why you can't meet your past self is because you really don't get along. I think there is an episode like this of Voyager. Oh, yeah? There's a B-plot. Okay. B-plot. Harry Kim has to make stew, and space prom is tomorrow! <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> he doesn't go because that would be interesting. Wow. Uh, all right, I'm gonna pitch that because it's funny. Uh, Fucking got gotcha, you, Harry Kim. I love that. I love it. I love the the uh, the bullying, <laughs> not the bullying. I love the uh, <laughs> the uh, 
anti-Harry Kim sentiment and how boring he is. Harry Kim is the most boring character, and I feel terrible, right? Because the yeah. guy seems like he's a decent dude. I met him. He's all right. I mean, I said hi to him. Um, I didn't really, like, talk to him, though. I was yeah, at a party with him. You didn't ask him to do uh, a bumper for no, us. No, I thought about it, but I was really, like... So I, I'm really glad you didn't do that. Actually, <laughs> we were we were at this bar and like it was like I guess it was like a not like a bar but like a club sort of. I mean, it mm-hmm. was like a club in the sense that like somebody wanted it to be a club. <laughs> it was and like it, the bar attached to the hotel, wasn't it? No, it was like this like club bar like in Indy, Indianapolis. Like I don't know what the name of it. I don't remember. Uh, and it was like the air conditioning was broken, and it was July. It was like July eighth or something. And it was 120 degrees in there. Um, it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life. And I'm sitting there in this like VIP section. I'm using air quotes right now with uh. Harry Kim. Garrett Wang is his real name. And uh, everyone's just eating this shitty pizza and sweating their dicks off. It was fucking crazy. Why were you there? Why didn't you just leave? It was a party for like the, the convention and like... Uh, Nikki Taylor, the, do you know Nikki Taylor? She She's like a, a streamer. She played like a show there, and I saw her there, and I was like, oh, hey, Nikki, because like, I know Nikki Taylor. And like, I was like, hey, Nikki, and she was like, oh, hey, and like, she was like having like fun outside, and I was inside sweating my balls off with Garrett <laughs> Wang. And I just wanted to like how, not be How there. weird is it, right, that like, not to, not to negate any of your accomplishments, because sure. you've accomplished things. Okay, uh, you're you're like an internet man. Sure, right? I guess. Yeah, you you are like on the show. Continue. Sure, and you do other internet things. Gary Lang was podcast. on a nationally syndicated television series. Yeah, and I was at this. I was at the and same level of VIP, VIP section. Yeah. with this guy who used to be like a TV star. Well, he, when I was a was kid, one of like Time Magazine's sexiest stars of that year. <laughs> And now he's in the VIP 19, section with a bunch of YouTubers. 1996 was a slow year for sexy stuff. Uh, he's he's a handsome he's motherfucker. A, he's, he's not bad looking. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, if you would have told me like uh, when I was a kid, when I loved Voyager, like that that would happen, I probably... I mean, I might have believed you because I'm an egomaniac, but like... <laughs> of course I will. I probably would have believed that. But Gary like, Lang is going to be like a superstar, <laughs> and I'm going to be in the same place as him. <laughs> In reality, it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Closer to not superstar than is. So he he continues. Follow-up question. Do you think you're allowed to jizz in the holodeck, or is oh. it like strip club rules? No, you're a Dude, that's part... That's the whole thing. That's the whole reason. Yeah, you go in the holodeck to let off steam. They call yeah. it that, letting off steam. And yeah. what better way to let off steam than to just get your fuck on, right? Jizz is the steam of the body. It's true. It's how you perspirate, is through yeah. jizzing. Yeah, you like a dog, like pants, humans jizz. Yeah. Um, do they have internet in the future? God, I hope not. I mean, I think the whole ship is the internet, right? Like, yeah. every, like you don't have to do anything. It just does it. Like They have all of human knowledge in their databanks, so... Yeah. Like, the Enterprise is like a flying knowledge machine. So long, and thanks for all the podcast. Captain and founder of Cool Crimes Incorporated, <laughs> Phantom Thief Goofus. <laughs> Everyone's pitching like their shit today. Everyone's got like a Vimeo link or like a Cool Crimes Incorporated. Well, cool Crimes Incorporated is probably not real. Is that Bender? <laughs> is that a Bender reference? I think it's a Bender reference. Yeah. Our uh, next email is from Ike. Ike. I like Ike. I like Ike. He said, "Greetings, Trekbo." Trekbo. I've had this email in my draft for three weeks and kind of forgot to send it, so I've been a long-time fan of Star Trek. Nice. But the one that really got me into it was Enterprise. Something about simple first-time exploration drew me in, and the insanity of the Zindi and the Temporal War captivated my young mind. Oh, man, I like this. I like that you... I, I, I agree with you, Ike. Like, there is something very charming about, like, the watching the the enterprise crew naively bound out into space and then have to deal with like the reality of the galaxy i love it's it true. it's great 
Uh, I also have you guys and your podcast to thank for helping me realize that DS9 is close to the best Trek can get. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I love hearing email. that. Thank that, you. Like, our, it's not over yet, but uh, I love hearing that, mind. though, that like our podcast got someone into Star Trek yeah, or got cool. them further into it. It makes That's me my absolute that favorite thing. It makes me feel good that sometimes the things that we say uh, like matter to people. I don't know. It's a nice yeah. feeling, isn't it? That's how I'm you not get used to, to that. That's how you get to go to parties with Garrett Wang, Jeff. Maybe one day. One day I'll be in the <laughs> VIP section with Garrett Wang, you not can probably, talking to him. You could probably just go to Indie PopCon next year and just like break in. <laughs> probably. That's the thing is like somebody asked me the other day like what are, what are you and Josh going to talk about if you do a panel? And I was like, what are we talking about anyway? Fucking panel? What are you we talking could. about? We could do one. Nobody knows who we are. We could just, like, do whatever. We could do whatever we want. People know who you are. Nobody's gonna know who the fuck I am. Or what M-Class is. That's very dismissive of yourself, and I don't like it. I don't like that talk. I'm sorry, Josh. I'm being a double dumbass. You're such a double dumbass right now. Um... One bone I do have to pick with you is that as much as you guys talked about Rumpelstiltskin, I figured he's in. He'd be in more, but he's not. <laughs> you lied, so you should feel bad now. <laughs> I think the fact that there is a Rumpelstiltskin in a Star Trek episode is enough Rumpelstiltskin for all of Star Trek. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with Ike here, actually. <laughs> how did how did you think Rumpelstiltskin was going to fit into multiple episodes of Deep Space Nine? I want to live in that thought. I want to like just feel that feeling and just be like, I can't wait until this other Rumpelstiltskin shows up. I can't wait like, till he comes back. Rumpelstiltskin is like a returning character. Like he just turns towards the camera and smiles, and it says Rumpelstiltskin underneath it, featuring Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> they already have a Rumpelstiltskin. His name's Q. <laughs> they already got a Rumpelstiltskin on DS9. His name's Quark. <laughs> His name's Quark. Um, here, here's my lukewarm take on Voyager. Okay. Pitch it or ditch it, how to fix, maybe, the last season of Voyager. Oh my god, this is, okay. This is a, a grand undertaking, Like, Yeah, this is, like, difficult. At some point during the last season, the crew finds a temporary wormhole into the Delta Quadrant. Hmm. After a few probes, they realize it leads to the Gamma Quadrant and would cut their travel time to about one season's worth of travel time to the Bajor wormhole. I already know where they're going with this. The main I like point, this. The main point would be to see what post-Dominion Gamma Quadrant is like. The last season ended a full two years after DS9. Plus, then we wouldn't have that weird ending, and maybe kill off Chakotay so we don't have that weird pairing with Seven of Nine. Yeah. I like it. I like that. I think that that's great. Honestly. Yeah. I would love that. I, w- I would actually tune in for that. Yeah, that's like actually I'll like... It. Yeah, I'll pitch the fuck out of that. That's great. Uh, sincerely, Lieutenant Junior Grade Ike of the USS Intrepid. I think we have multiple people aboard the Intrepid now. Well, that's good. I mean, at least we they're like all listening together on we got the Intrepid. A, <laughs> we got a crew going. That's the class of ship that Voyager is. Fucking Voyager. <laughs> Our next email is from Boston Sean Dupree. Oh, this guy. Oh, jeez. Who hates peyote. peyote. He said, Trick boys! Trick boys! Big fan of Tapon here. Yeah. I realize that it may seem prudent to keep excitement to a minimum when dis- discussing the new Picard-heavy show, Yeah, but I want to live in a world of unbridled possibility. So here are some pitch it or ditch it's regarding Picard's new show. Okay. One, Picard has retired and is chilling in France when he is visited by Q. Q kidnaps him and forces him to solve trans-dimensional crimes with him. Oh my god. Why would Q care about that? <laughs> Q is like the perpetrator of trans-dimensional crimes. Yeah. He's the real founder of Cool Crimes it's just, Incorporated. It's just Q every time. It's just always Q. Q! It's just He's Captain Picard. He's pissed off. He gets angry Q! every episode. Yep. <laughs> Damn it, Q! I would watch that actually. <laughs> I would too. Just with that punch up that Q's behind every crime. He's just the guy behind it. 
At the beginning of every episode, Picard just goes, it's you, Q, I know it's you. And, he's and, like, he's, and something happens to make him think it's not. Mon Capitan! Um, two. Jake Sisko uncovers a vast conspiracy within Starfleet regarding the parasite worms. No. He does not know who to trust with this information and turns to the, reman- the man responsible for his own mother's death. What? Jake Sisko. Oh, right. Oh, he turns oh to Picard. Picard. All right, I got you. I was like, wait, the Borg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to ditch that one. I don't like uh, I don't like the parasites. I, uh, there's a storyline in STO where you deal with those, um, and it's okay. But, like, I'm not, like, a huge parasite guy. I like that, like, Jake Sisko is back. I like Jake Sisko. I don't Me know. Too. I'm going to, like... I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain because I don't want to ditch it. Because like, here's here's the there. thing, Jake Sisko uncovers a vast conspiracy within Starfleet, Starfleet. within yeah. Starfleet's uh, like, allies. Right. Yes. Regarding blank, he does not know who to trust with this information, and then must turn to the man responsible for his mother's death. Yeah. I'll pitch that. That's yeah. Uh, like if it's not the parasites, for sure. I think that's because I know. don't. I don't trust modern writers with a conspiracy in Starfleet. Yeah, all. it's too. It's too go down a wrong path. Like there's so much room for them to just be like, well, Starfleet's completely fucking corrupt and has been the whole time. Look, it's really a dystopia. There's, they can't. They can't. Like they can't help themselves. Like they. They. They'll just do that. Like they can't help it. Because they're lame. Because writers are lame. Yes. And they, yes. Don't, they don't think about anything. Peyote 3. <laughs> Since he hates it. Uh, <laughs> data is uploaded into a ship's computer and Picard captains his good friend. <laughs> well, we were talking that about... I think so sexual. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Jeff, I wish you'd captain me. <laughs> uh, we were talking about... this b-hole. <laughs> Oh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah, we were talking about this before. Yeah, I would love it if Data came back, uh, but it, Jeff doesn't seem to think that's going to happen. Now, here's the thing. I don't think Data is going to come back, like, because Brent Spiner has said he will never play Data again because he feels he's too old. Yeah, he's very, know. like, insistent on this. However, if you upload Data into a ship's computer... He's like just that, the though. voice the whole time. But he's time. in B4. Like, the whole idea is that he's B4 now, right? And that's... He, yeah. It's Spock. It's the same fucking thing with Spock. It's yeah, the same it's shit. Yeah, it's like It's like fucking po- poetry that repeats itself. <laughs> Hopefully it'll all work out. Data's... Uh, like, if Data is uploaded into the ship's computer, like, they find him in B4 or whatever, right? Right. And they upload his brain to the co- ship's computer... And he's the computer, and he like can talk to the captain and interact yeah, too, with him. Like Night Rider. Now I wanted to be Night Rider. I mean, I love Night Rider because it's a cool Firebird, and I like those cars. But like, I don't want Data to be a Firebird. I just think Data's not, like Brent Spiner's not coming back unless he can just be a voice. I I don't know. I'm not convinced of this. I'm not convinced of this. You have to do more convincing. Captain. I'm not gonna convince you. He's he's just been like a giant prick to anybody. I know he's like a about it. I know he's like a dick about it. I, I just I don't know, man. I just have a feeling. I just have a gut feeling that maybe he would. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Those are three pitches with varying degrees of quality slash plausibility. <laughs> now, don't go lying to us. Deep down, deep down. <laughs> Where you, you are both secretly optimistic uh, about this show. It doesn't matter if I'm optimistic or not. That's the thing I don't think people understand about this stuff. Like, if I'm optimistic and I say I'm optimistic, that doesn't change the reality of the universe. I can be optimistic. Like, this isn't the fucking secret, right? Like, I can wish wish in one hand and shit in the other. See which one comes first, right? Like, True. Maybe that's super cynical of me, but, like, I don't trust people who make media it's too easy to be bad no Um, there's no gatekeepers for good media anymore 
I am I, um, not optimistic. <laughs> I am very afraid that this is going to be terrible. There's a part of me, I, w- I would never say I'm optimistic, but there's definitely a part of me that's like, Excited? I want it to be yes, good. I want it to be good. I don't want it to be bad. And I think that's another thing people like misunderstand. Yeah, they, they make it so like if you're if you're pessimistic about something that you want it to be You don't want it to be good. And that's not true at all. Like, you can have several different feelings about one thing. I want it to be great. Like, I want it to be, like, one of the best... If it could be the best Star Trek series ever, I would want that. Hell yes. Even better than what we've had before, you know? Hell yes. I I just don't don't see it. it. Yeah, I don't trust it. Fool me Um, once. What's a cool concept you'd like to see in the new adventures of Jean-Luc Picard? Thanks for reading as always. Mm, that's a good one. P.S. I transferred ships. Petty Transport Officer Sean Dupree of the USS Tapon's radio program. <laughs> I keep forgetting about Tapon. <laughs> Fucking Tapon. If you uh, want to know about Tapon, go back to the last episode. <laughs> Tapon. Uh, it's funny because it sounds like Tampon. I like did a double take at my own microphone. <laughs> <laughs> What's a con- like a, a concept I'd like to see? Oh yeah. my god! I mean, there's stuff that I really like from STO that I think would be good if they incorporated. I like ship design in that game. I think that they could do ship design well. Um, uh, they should I should have know. like a a big vagina, <laughs> like a V'ger. Yeah, like a V'ger orifice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's tough, because like, I feel like that show should probably like focus on getting things right, and then, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, a new, like, a new con, like, I'm not, th- that's a really big question. It's a good question, but it's big. I, I would really like the idea of Picard mentoring yeah. a character. Yeah, well, he's been doing like, that lately with, like, uh, Wolverine. Yeah, right? like mentoring a new captain yeah and it would be really cool if it was like an alien captain so that yeah. we could get like some sort of insight into like an alien species like any of them and they're like Sean place like from their place in the um in starfleet we yeah. see a lot of aliens but we don't really see a lot of aliens in starfleet right and how that like relates yeah or at least to any like depth yeah Captain Sean, the Andorian from the game. Have it be yeah, him. Sure. I, I would love that. Like, he gets like a like a first officer, and he's like a mentor figure. and it, So he wouldn't have a similar relationship like he had with Riker. Right. Where, like, Riker was someone he could always depend on. Yeah, it's different now because he's older. I mean, that, definitely yeah. that's going to be a thing, right? I, Even, I don't like, know. if he's, like, an ambassador... And the new captain is, like, sort of headstrong and full right. And when he has to take command of the ship, which he obviously will... Right. Then, like, it's it's like a Kirk and, um... The child toucher. What the fuck was his name? Decker. Uh, Decker, yeah. Yeah, it's like Kirk and Decker, except <laughs> Kirk toucher. just... Kirk just shit on Decker and didn't teach him anything. And Kirk was like, move over, bitch! my seat motherfucker hope there's no child touching residue on this <laughs> you fucking sicko you belong in prison you belong in the fucking penal colony of Rorapenthe the penal asteroid of Rorapenthe <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say that again. I love doing it <laughs> um, I'm sorry if none of that answered your question Sean <laughs> yeah I, that's a, uh, I'd have to think about it I don't know I mean there's a lot of stuff that I think it, it could do. I, I, I I'm kind of like in a tizzy about this show. I don't know how to feel about it, so I don't really want to like lock down anything, right? Like I don't really know. Yeah, it's it's a sticky wicket, right? It's a it's a weird it's a it's a weird place to be as a Star Trek fan because I it's, fucking it's love a- him. And it's I a love- weird place to take a fucking stand as well because like people act like the internet is this very like accepting place, right? Where you can yeah. be like, I'm super excited about this and it's right. gonna be good. 
And then if it's bad, people will come out of the fucking woodwork and be like, look at this idiot who said it was going to be good. Right. And, like, I'm not afraid of that. I just don't. And if I say it's good, the same thing will happen. If I say it's uh, bad and it turns out good, the same thing will fucking happen. So it doesn't really matter. Right. But I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really know. Honestly, I... I, I have faith in Patrick Stewart. I think he's incredible. I, I love him as an actor. Yeah, people, uh, people talk about that, too, where they're like, well, Patrick Stewart's a great actor, so obviously yeah. it'll be a good show, but, like, Patrick Stewart is, an like, a working actor. He does what he's told to do. He's, he, yeah. he very much, like, elevates the material he's given. Right. But, I mean, he still did all the dumb episodes in season one and two. But these people aren't talking about the the Showtime movies that Patrick Stewart was in. Nobody's like, you know what? I love watching that really shitty Showtime movie where Patrick Stewart is like a a model. And it was on on Showtime in the 90s. Like nobody, Fuck, I remember them. <laughs> they're using they're using the fucking reference point of of TNG, which is like totally unfair. Like you can't use that. TNG for the most part had amazing writing as well. But yeah. I mean, look at the shittiest episodes of TNG. He's still in them. Right. He didn't like he didn't quit. Go to the fucking writers and go, yeah, this fix is it. shit. You need yeah. to fix it. Yeah. There are terrible episodes in the last season of TNG, like masks. Yeah, that's. And he was in that shit. He yeah. didn't change anything. Yeah, he just read his lines. Yeah, man. He's in the fucking movies. It's just, it's just. I think people are like using TNG as evidence as to why this is going to be good, and I don't think that that's smart. No, it's like none of the same writers. You can't it's say Simon, that. It's like totally different. It's none of the same writers, directors, pr- producers, actors. Even? Yeah, only Patrick Stewart. It's ridiculous. And that's not to say it's going to be bad either. It's just right. I don't know. Right, I don't feel comfortable even like. I- Positing a position. I really do do. want it to be good. I also want it to be good. Like if it was good, I would be so happy. I know. (laughs) Our next email (laughs) is from Joe. Hi Joe. AKA rather be frolfing on the Discord. Frolfing? I thought they called disc golf. Do I say this every time? It's, uh, frolfing is, uh... Frisbee golf. Frisbee golf, yeah. I, th- I think they call it disc golf now. Hmm, I think you do say that every time. <laughs> I know because my cousin, who also listens to the show, hello, uh, hey. plays disc golf, and he told me that they don't call it frisbee golf anymore. What? <laughs> we don't call it frisbee golf anymore, <laughs> Josh. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, sorry. And he was, he was like, so angry. Get out of my house! And then His we didn't talk to him. His fists were like really. balled up and shaking. <laughs> he was like, uh, like fucking Todd from Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> or like Millhouse. I feel like I'm gonna explode! And then Todd backs away. Um, <laughs> dear Trek Boys. Trek Boys. Trek Boys. I recently watched the movie Under the Skin, which featured an alien on Earth kidnapping people for nefarious purposes. I don't think no I've seen spoilers. That. Okay. This got me thinking about the aliens in Star Trek and how are they how they are generally humans with exaggerated features, such as uh-huh. emotionless Vulcans and violent Klingons. That's uh it's a stereotype? Uh, yeah, you're it's being kind a of, bigot? Kind of racist. <laughs> you're being specious? It's very Leonard McCoy of you. Yeah, man. McCoy was such an old fucking racist. <laughs> he's from Mississippi. Of course he's a fucking racist. Uh, Sorry, true. everyone from Mississippi, but also your state is super racist. The only canon southerner, of course, is a giant fucking racist. <laughs> Occasionally, though, there are episodes of the various Trek shows that have aliens with a mysterious and hostile motive, such as from the TNG episode where the clicking aliens operate on the Enterprise crew in their sleep. Oh boy, do I have a story for you about what happens with those guys. Oh, they're in STO, are they? <laughs> yeah, and it's not good. Surprise. Shocking. They're actually, like, some of the worst aliens. Like, they're fucking horrible. I don't doubt that. They're, they're fucking, like, cutting people's arms off and shit in their sleep. They're called the Alachi, and they are canon because they are also in an Enterprise. Yeah, episode. he mentioned he actually mentions them as if they're two different aliens. So maybe he didn't know that. I there I think the clicky ones are like a sub subsect of the the oh. ones you see. Like yeah, they're the same. He says and the Enterprise episode with the Alachi. Yeah, they're the same. Um even the run along home people from DS9 could fit this idea if they're worth considering. Uh they're not. No. 
The question I'm stumbling my way towards is, what do you think makes an alien's design interesting for you? While I think the more relatable aliens are cool and necessary for the type of show that Star Trek is, I find the idea of aliens being almost completely outside of our scope of understanding to be where the gold is. That's tough, though, because, like, it's impossible to show that. Like, that's a failed, that's a failed attempt, because, like, a person is designing it, so it has to be understood, right? Well, like, I mean, he mentions, like, Arrival and Under the Skin pulling it off fairly well. Yeah, I mean, they kind of... Arrival's good, like, a good... Yeah. Well, he one. mentioned, like, long story short, more episodes like Darmok, please. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, you would have to assume that, like, those aliens do exist in Star Trek, but, like... The Federation isn't going to be friends with them so easily because it's hard. I mean, the Federation becomes friends with like a space fucking, uh, what is it called? Manta ray? Yeah, like a space manta ray. Do you not remember that one? It's a space manta ray. This is just going to stay in the episode, isn't it? Me not hearing you talking. Jeff. There he is. Jeff. I, of course, I said this is just going to stay in the episode, isn't I, it? So, uh, it is going to stay. I'm not getting. So, here's what happened. I sneezed <laughs> and I muted my microphone and I hit unmute and it still was muted but the blinky light wasn't on so i thought it wasn't muted you talking um, about tin man is that you're talking about yeah tin man yeah tin man okay they become friends with tin man and he's a space fucking manta ray he's like yeah he's like a hermit crab or something. well that's the thing is like the federation like makes contact with a lot of beings like this it's just yeah. that like they don't talk that's the that's exactly the thing though like if it's not, if they don't live like people do, like if they're the dolphins from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, right? Yeah. Like, they're not going to communicate with humans the same way, so they're not going to care about the Federation. Like, they don't care. Like, what does Tin Man care about the Federation? He doesn't give a shit. No. And that's the thing, is like, the Federation only really come, is supposed to come in contact with beings that have achieved warp. Right, but if you're already and, out there, like... Uh. And usually, like, beings that achieve warp are at least somewhat humanoid. Like, they're all descended from that gross Odo-looking motherfucker that they yeah. meet. So, I, I like relatable aliens. Um, I'm not really the biggest fan of, like, aliens that are super outside of our scope of understanding that are supposed to still be, like, friendly aliens. Yeah. I find that goes a long way towards, like, horror aliens, to have yeah. them be beyond our scope of understanding. Yeah, like Lovecraftian, where, like, they're just horrible, right? Yeah. Or, like, the first Alien movie, where, like, you right. don't know shit about this horrible monster it just and is what it's killing doing. killing things, yeah. And you don't know why it's killing things, and you don't know how to stop it, you don't know what's up with its fucking life cycle that's happening around you. <laughs> right. It's it's kind of like, like the Federation's also, like, scalar, in that, like... Certain levels of people are in the Federation because that's what level they're at, it's you true. know? And then there's other levels of, like, survival and, and existence where, like, Tin Man is, like, so ancient that, like, he's, like, on a different level. Like, he doesn't need a Federation. Like, what, like, why would he ever care again, you know? Like, as far as we know, like, Tin Man is it. Tin yeah, Man like, and his baby it. is yeah. it. Exactly. So, I don't know. I agree with that though. I think I think it's okay that they're like human like. It, it helps us see like that we are the same and that's the point I think. It's yeah, easy it's think, easy to I have think... like a weird alien that has no consequences if you kill it. That's so yeah. easy. I think that maybe the sc the outside of our scope of understanding aliens misses the point of Star Trek a little. I'm not accusing yeah. you of doing yeah, that yeah, at all, I, Joe. Yeah. I know I know you get Star Trek. We've talked on the Discord before. Mm-hmm. But, like Josh just said, like, the point of Star Trek is that we're all the same, really. No matter yeah. where we're from, even if we're from, like, across galaxies from one right. another, and we you have no history common in ground. common. Yeah. Yeah. We can find common ground. Exactly. 
it's hard to find common ground with something you can't comprehend. Yeah. I mean, the aliens from Darmok just speak a different language than us. That isn't, right. That's not really beyond our scope of understanding. Right, they probably, like, take shits like we do, and they probably, like, yeah, have they're, sex They're just like humanoid we with weird things on their heads, yeah. like every other alien in the universe. They just really like those cool knives that they have. They are pretty cool. <laughs> um, peace and long life, Lieutenant Junior Grade Joe of the USS Thermopylae. Ooh, nice name. That is a nice name, I like that one. It's the Battle of Thermopylae. Our next email is from Tapon. Oh my god, Tapon. I knew it. Who says, To Ensign Pennington and Ensign Henderson. <laughs> Trek boys. Good evening. I am Tapon, host of the Tapon radio program. While I appreciate your comments to my previous transmission, I see no reason for being the subject of frivolity. <laughs> I sent you a very polite email, and Classic you, Tapon. in turn have ridiculed me. <laughs> I find this unacceptable. I wish to relay a message to Ensign Yakub. I understand what it is like to have your intentions be misunderstood by these men. Your pitch would not have been met with suspicion on my radio program. Oh, Tapon, come on. Dude, he's taking it out of us today. He, it sounds like he's a little bit emotional. I'm reading a little bit of emotion in this. Dude, I don't that's know, the Tapon. worst thing you could ever say to a Vulcan. Is it, is it Tapon far? Is it time for your, your, your uh, meeting? Somebody like... on the Discord already made that joke. Oh, uh, well... However, I am not blameless. An apology is owed to you and your listeners. <laughs> Ensign Henderson assumed that I desired 162 games of baseball. <laughs> in actuality, I was suggesting a season in the broadcast sense. My mm. producers inform me that this is called a pun, and it is due to the <laughs> imprecise nature of the English language. <laughs> I believe the Earth language of Finnish has no homonyms. Oh, yeah. Future communications will be sent in Finnish if that is agreeable to you. <laughs> Either to way, Finnish. I will endeavor to be more clear and once again offer my sincerest apologies. I'm sorry, Tapan. I mean, I, I didn't know. I thought you meant a baseball season, not a television season. I don't. I don't want to see a television season of baseball yeah. games between the Vulcans and the the fucking DS Niners either. Yeah, like even if it's a Netflix season, it's like eight episodes. That's I don't want to watch eight baseball. I, games. I watched one episode and I was happy with it. Tapon, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, know you don't gonna... know what happy means, but <laughs> I was um, fulfilled. I felt satisfied. I realize that you have not done this in the past, but I wonder if you will allow me to advise your listeners to join me during my radio program. Oh, hell yeah. Tonight, I will be demonstrating the effectiveness of different time signatures in classical Klingon opera. <laughs> I will be ending the broadcast with a rare recording of Ambassador Spock playing Sonata of Gaul on the Vulcan lute in B minor. Nice. If this sounds of interest to you, I urge you to tune in. I would, I would definitely listen. That's great. That sounds great, Tapon. Live long and prosper, Tapon. Tapon's radio program, USS Tapon's radio program. <laughs> uh, it's I have got a ship named after you already. I feel um, I need to uncover a dark secret for okay. everyone here on on our. I don't want to know right the dark now. secret. You have to. It's for the good of the Federation, Josh. I want to. I want to live in ignorance. It's good. It's for the good of the Federation. We hear this. Ah, fuck. At the end of the sentence, if this sounds of interest to you, I urge you to tune in. There is an exclamation point. Uh oh. This is not from Tapon. That Tapon would never do that. No, Tapon would never type an exclamation point. Vulcan Who is keyboards this false to pawn. Vulcan keyboards don't even have exclamation points on them. No, they have another period there. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is sending in emails pretending to be to pawn? I don't How can know. I ever trust an email from to pawn again? I don't know. It sounded like to pawn though. I don't know. Man, maybe it was an accident. Maybe, maybe he was using an Earth keyboard. And uh, he thought it was a, that extra period. If that, if that was an accident, I apologize to Pawn. And yeah. I hope everyone will enjoy your radio program. Yeah. 
our next email is um, from Colin. Okay. Who says, Ahoy there, Trek boys. Hello, hello. Love your show and you two handsome fellas. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too, Colin. (laughs) I have finished the first season of TNG and have enjoyed it quite thoroughly. Nice. I'm only a few episodes deep into season two. Oh, it gets Man, better. if you're enjoying season one yeah, and two, you're, you're going to fucking love it Your later. fucking doors are going to be blown off, Yeah. <laughs> this podcast makes me enjoy finding the hilarious jokes you make, and it makes me laugh as I'm watching this talkie show <laughs> and thinking about you hilarious motherfuckers. Watching this talkie show. <laughs> Uh, first time, long time. I never write emails, and I made this email just for your show. Thank you. Should I uh, should I write in more? Yeah. I wish I was cool and made a peyote. However, I don't know enough of this show yet. Bad at writing, so talk to you later. Signing it's okay. out, Josh Pretenderson. <laughs> hey, nice name. <laughs> Sounds familiar somehow. It's not me. I wouldn't do that. Holy shit! I just realized his email address is Josh Pretenderson with some numbers at the end. He must have made it. Holy shit! That's really his name. <laughs> That's really his name. Thanks for t- thanks for sending in, Mister Pretenderson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love email. Fucking so good. <laughs> Our next email is from Charles. Yeah. Who writes notice of execution? Oh, the following shit. prisoner sends his last will and testament to your subspace address. Jesus. Signed. Antal, son of Palkar, commander, Damn. chief warden of Rorapenthe. Oh, for fuck, I knew it. <laughs> Evening, gents. Hope you're having fun down here in the witching circle with the Satan's collection. <laughs> if I'm timing this right, you should be on Devil's Due, which is a pretty good episode. You did not time this right, but nope, I assume this was, was your last chance. That was terrible. That Try again. <laughs> Tell the warden you have to try again, so you need a stay of execution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always like when Trek played around with the Heart of Darkness trope, even though mm. this is played less seriously. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So. Never even seen though it. I have. <laughs> a quick question for you. I thought I remembered Klingons talking about how childbirth was considered battle, and that females mm. who die in labor will go to Stovacor. Yeah. But I can't find the episode for the life of me. Does that ring any bells? That sounds familiar. Uh, it might be a Deep Space Nine, like Worf might say it or something. I think Worf says that about Jadzia. That's what it is. There you go. Bam. Yeah. Look at that. Teamwork, son of a bitch. Teamwork. <laughs> um, also, wanted to pick your brains about Section 31. Do you feel oh, like yeah. it's directly opposed to the utopian future that we would be beyond? Or is it the kind of terrible thing mankind will always do because we suck? I like Section 31, and I really like Section 31 in Deep Space Nine. Like, I hate Section 31 in 2009 and Into Darkness because it's, yeah. it's a joke. It's stupid. I love that, like, at the end of the of the episode you don't even know if section 31 is real like yeah it could just be like this guy like they kind of tip their hand in enterprise because section 31 comes up in enterprise a little bit it's true i mean in like further appearances of that guy it becomes obvious that section 31 actually exists it's definitely a thing yeah but like i like deep space nine i i like that that's a thing because like it gives them something to fight against internally and i think that that show needs that like they they have that paradise lost episode which they do uh where like the federation's like kind of slipping into totalitarianism you know uh so i like that i like that it exists i don't think it's in i think it's in direct contrast to the federation but i think that that's okay when you have characters fighting against it i am of two minds Mm -hmm. i I agree with what you said that it, as long as the federation like the characters are fighting against it. Yeah. Like I feel like at, at a certain point, I don't know, maybe in Enterprise it, it actually happens, but at a certain point they have to be like, "All right, the Federation knows that Section 31 exists. Are it, they allowing it to happen?" I mean, that's the And if thing, so, right? that's like a that's a legitimate thing I don't like. Like the Federation is supposed to be I understand the need for conflict in a television series. Right. Like I get that. 
But the Federation is supposed to be a utopian future that we can look forward to and build towards. Right. And I like I like the episode where they they're like sliding because of fear towards totalitarianism and they save themselves because like a utopia has to be continually worked on and maintained because yeah. as soon as you like you st- take your hands off anything can happen. But I don't like the idea that there's, like, a sickness within the utopia we're supposed to be striving towards. I I disagree. I think that it's, like, to main... I would say, like, to maintain the utopia, like, people are going to have to get their hands dirty at some point, right? No. Like, I mean, in our time and world, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, even outside of the Federation, I don't mean, like, being, like, subversive. Like, like, Section 31 is, like, completely corrupt. Like, they're, like, completely power-hungry animals. Like, they're crazy. Well, I mean, they have part... They have, like, spies in the Federation. Like, that's necessary. Yeah, and that doesn't like undermine the but, like, moral fabric of but, like, the Federation. What if in the it, same way, but what if they are does. though? But what if they are? Like what? What like, if they are what? What if they're not doing highly moral things in order to like save the Federation? Like would 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 that be worth it? I don't know. Like that's a really big What's question. Like, there's there's a certain point where you're if you're like doing these highly and immoral things to like save the federation that you're like tainting what the federation is and i I agree with that but like and it's i don't know maybe i'm just too simple no i i think i think that i i tend to agree with you i don't think the ends justify the means but like i I i don't think it's necessary in a star trek series i think the section 31 though is great because like they're despicable and like what a better place to hide than inside of the Federation. Like, that's so perfect from, like, a writing standpoint. I, lo- I love it. I just, I like it. I don't know. Like, why not just have, like, like a cancer in your body that you have to get rid of? Like, I don't know. Well, it's because they never actually get rid of it. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's how bad it is. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've talked about this before that I absolutely hate inter-Federation conflict. Mm -hmm. It seems like a crutch. It's like now TV, where everybody has to be at each other's throats at all times. Yeah. We can never just work together and be a cohesive thing, even in Star Trek. Right. And I hate it. I don't know if it The Federation is supposed to be, like, where we go when we've gone beyond all this petty horse shit, and we've banded together, and we have all these threats outside of us that we have to take care of now. Right. I think that's the point, though, of Section 31, like, in the beginning. And had Enterprise played out more, I think we would have seen that that's why Section 31 exists, is to fight those problems. But, like, any great institution that has a lot of power and no checks, they just become out of control. Like, I don't know. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like I would have a much different opinion of Section 31 if they would have actually been defeated at a certain point. You just want to see them go. I mean, like... <laughs> like the Maki. Just get them that's the it. entire. Uh, that's the entire point. One of the big points of Star Trek is, like, if we have these faults, we work past them and we find a solution. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, but I think, like... I mean, I just, I, I think that Section 31 only exists now because they just didn't get to it. Like, they were setting up things for other shows, maybe. Maybe yeah. they're, you know, I like. It and, seemed like Section 31 was going to be a big thing in, like, whatever followed Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, Section 31, like, should just always be around. I think it's great that they exist because, like, that's something for people to, to rally behind. Like, like, all great Star Trek, there's always something to rally behind. Like, freedom and like not being murdered and assassinated by a shadow government it's true and it's like <laughs> pe- people always like bring up section 31 is like well it's a necessary evil that's the idea behind it that's like, the idea right? they have like spies and other things but the whole idea is that we're supposed to like strive to be better than like Absolutely. the Cardassians and, I, I and totally the Romulans I totally agree with that I totally yeah. agree with that from a writing standpoint section 31 makes sense and if they would have continued on with the story and they would have finally been routed out and defeated, then I would I would think it was, like, a great storyline. But as yeah, it like, is now, it's just like, hey, 
you know that federation that you hope we we grow to be one day well it right. has like a horrible shadow government it's assassination got a C- team behind cia it. on steroids right and like, they've been there the entire time and it seems like they're just going to be there forever and there's nothing you can do about it right it's sort of depressing but i like i like like what better way for the federation to like see itself than to see like it's like major problem like any society that's utopian is also going to have to be able to deal with like failure like that you know yeah. i mean the episode that you were talking about earlier where like the changelings are on earth and like shit yeah. goes south horribly like, that episode quick. doesn't bother me at all because it has a resolution right, where right we right. learn from our mistakes and move on yeah it's not the, it's not the writer's fault that I'm not the biggest fan of Section 31. I don't think they were ever written like terribly or anything. It's <laughs> happenstance's fault. It's like hap- it's, it's like happenstance's fault that yeah, I'm not the biggest also, fan of Section 31. Also, it got bastardized by fucking J.J. Abrams. With the, oh, I don't pay any fucking attention to J.J. Abrams But I think shit. a lot of it, I think a lot of it, like, matters in the sense that, like, he does make them space Nazis and it's, like, ridiculous. Like Yeah, and it's it's 100% like space Nazi propaganda movies. It's so stupid. Like, they have a building and it's like, like, J.J. Abrams' idea of secret is, like, the men in black uh, <laughs> headquarters. Like, yeah, except it's like it's above ground. It's like it's in a, a building. building. It's you just a fucking it. building. Like who wouldn't even know what was in that building? Like, whatever, dude. That's whatever. we can do a whole podcast about that. Um. Well, looks like the guards are coming for me. Off <laughs> to the targ pit to be dishonorably eaten alive. <laughs> I wonder, will I dream? Charles, prisoner four three two nine seven. Bye, Charles. It was fun talking to you. Yeah, it was a really good conversation you that prompted was good. there, Charles. That was great. I hope uh, in whatever version of Klingon Hell they send you to that you'll be able to think about that. Have fun with the Feclier, Feclieri, Feclieri. What are their names? Oh, man, like the demons. Uh, what's his name? Grothdar? <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Holy shit, I don't remember any. Fuck. Oh, man. Klingon Satan. What the fuck is his name? Man, we should have done that. Klingon Devil. Our last email. Fakir. Fakir. Feklar. 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 Oh, you were right. I was right. Fuck yes. You said that right the first time. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Josh knows fucking everything, everybody. (laughs) Our our last email of the night is from Yakub. Oh, shit. This guy. Who says, uh, Mr. Trek, you have twin boys. (laughs) What are you going to name them? We'll name him Jeff. Both of them are named Jeff. Uh, you were supposed to say in Josh. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> I thought he, we'll was, I thought he was saying we'll name them Jeff. Like they're both named Jeff. Jeff and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna get confusing. Freaking George Foreman over here. <laughs> Jeff Junior. Jeff the Third. <laughs> Is that a joke? Anyone's gonna get the George Foreman no, joke? Nobody's gonna get that. Georgina. <laughs> George Junior. George Junior. An anecdote. One of my relatives recently said that I was watching the new Enterprise on Netflix. Mm -hmm. My ears perked up because I didn't take her for a Trek fan. I figured Enterprise ran when she was a teenager, so she may have caught it on TV. Then she said, I was so invested. What's going to happen to Burnham? Ah! (laughs) A moment of silence, please, for a potential potential Trek sis who perished in Tardigrade's jizz. (laughs) On the other hand, she referred to Star Trek as The Enterprise. (laughs) Jeez. That's great. That's funny. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's funny. The Enterprise. Also, Trek sisses are also Trek boys. Trek, yeah. Trek Trek boy is genderless. It's why it's B-O-I. (laughs) B-O-I. A theory. This is the theory I talked about in the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Magics of Megas 2 explains Threshold from Voyager. Oh, shit. Sulu says that they reach Warp 10 when they attempt to escape the center of the galaxy. Then they end up in a place where logic is flipped and magic exists. (laughs) Therefore, Paris and Janeway were magic polymorphed into catfish there. Damn. Their children were actually Megans who concealed their identity from Voyager. (laughs) Classic Megans. Fucking Megan. (laughs) Fucking Megan. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yours satanically, Ensign of Science's Yakub aboard the USS Beelzebub. <laughs> God. Thank you for that beautiful email, Yakub. Oh my God. I like. <laughs> Oh, man. Emails is too much fun. Emails is ridiculous, man. I love it. I do, too. I look forward to emails, like, for two weeks until we do them. It's so fun. Uh, we, have, we have a lot of good discussions, and we uh, also learn something about ourselves. We learned something about Warp 10 today, that it actually takes you to Megas to Magic 2, Land. where Satan turns you into a catfish. <laughs> the Voyager's Threshold is now the best episode of Star Trek. Why wasn't that the episode then? I don't know. Like, why didn't they show that? That would have been. They great. cut that out. They didn't have the the grand budget that's necessary to show yeah. the same things they showed in the animated series. You know what? It would have been hilarious though if they would have done that. And then when they went to the Megan oh, Megas two, it was animated. Yes, like they yes. animated it. You knew what I was gonna say. You knew what I was fucking gonna say. I was so excited. You knew. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I just want that to actually happen. And it's like if Discovery does an episode where they go to a like a planet from the animated series and then they're <laughs> and all animated. animated in that shitty style. That would be so amazing, but people would get so mad. Yeah, they'd be like, What the fuck is this? People would hate it. It would be Where's really my funny. space lasers. God, it would be so funny though. If any show could do it, it would be that show because nobody cares about that show. Oh except for that girl, your sister. <laughs> Yeah, their their relative. Relative, like to, yeah. What's gonna happen to Burnham? Damn, that's like a, such a heartbreak. Oh my god, <laughs> I would have been so crushed. I'd have been like, oh my god. I, I would just be like standing up to walk towards her, and then she said that, and I would just t- full three sixty turn around and go back and sit down. Just fucking Grandpa Simpson out of there. <laughs> Pick your hat off the thing and leave. Oh man, I love email. It's the best. It's like my favorite. I'd like to thank everybody who wrote in today. Me too. You guys are fucking hilarious, insightful, and amazing. Thank you to (laughs) Pond. If that was really you. Yeah, if it was. I'm I'm gonna crack the case wide open. I think he was using an Earth keyboard. I think that's what it was. Hmm, we'll see. I'm gonna look for mistakes. It sounded like Tapon. I don't know. It sounded like him. Well, I was doing his voice. (laughs) I mean, it sounded exactly like (laughs) Tapon. Uh, I'd like to thank Josh for doing cool podcasts with me. Thanks, Jeff, for being my friend. I love you. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank everybody who just tuned in and listened. Didn't send the email in, but still enjoyed the show. Thank you. Yeah, did we thank the Patreons yet? Thank you even more than everybody else, patrons, <laughs> for being this awesome is... and giving us your money. That's what happens when you're a Patreon. You get thanked more. You're the best when you become a patron. Yeah. Uh... If you would like to write, <laughs> I'm so professional. If you would like to write into this program, you can send us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. Singular, just like the name of the episode now, because I changed the name. There it is. It's different. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at mclasspodcast and uh, join join and be a Trek boy. Get in on it. Thanks, everybody, again, and we'll see you in one week for more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.